Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Manifestation Mastery. Well, you guys, I just want to say a special shout out um, to the amazing participants in the TSFE mini session. Um, it was so lovely to have you. Um, and so exciting to watch the aha moments and the shifts that occur um, when we come together in sacred circle. So just my heart is beaming. I'm so excited for you all. Um, and I'm announcing that we have one final mini session we're doing in February. This is the first time I think um, I'm announcing this, um, but we have one more, one last one, the very final one uh, will be in February, mid-February. So we'll have more information on that. Um, if you want to apply for that, you can send an email to michelle at the soulfrequency.com. Um, and if you applied before and it wasn't your right soul family, you can also reach out to Michelle and ask um, to be part of the curation process for the February event as well. Um, so we have different soul families that kind of want to come together. So um, it's going to be amazing. I'm super excited. I can't um, wait. This will be our third one and our final one. So super excited about that. And today we're going to be talking all things manifestation um, and how to master that. And I'm really excited um, to have our guest on the show, Christina Rice. Um, it's a special episode for me because uh, I've known Christina for a while now. I've watched her expansion over the past, gosh, it's been probably two years now um, that we've been working together. Um, and so much has evolved and grown and expanded for her, including this amazing book, Manifestation Mastery, that she channeled and is now um, putting out into the world, which is very, very exciting. And we'll talk more about how that all kind of came to life um, today. But for those of you who don't know Christina, she's an intuitive channel celebrity healer and founder of a high 7D energy healing and author of the book, Manifestation Mastery, How to Shift Your Reality and Co-Create with the Universe. She's been featured in top publications such as Forbes, Entrepreneur, and BuzzFeed, and is the host of her own spirituality podcast of six plus years called Christina the Channel. Christina never believed in spirituality or manifestation until she reached her breakthrough point um, with multiple chronic diseases, which led her to discover energy healing and her intuitive gifts. By age 25, she had fully healed and built a seven-figure business with the help of divinely channeled messages, energy work, brain rewiring, manifestation, and her background as a functional nutrition therapy practitioner. Christina has transformed thousands of lives and businesses by helping people expand their perception of what is possible, tap into their intuition, and master the energetics of their health, relationships, and business. So with no further ado, Christina Rice. 
Christina. Welcome to the show. This is a fun show. This is going to be a good one, you guys. I'm excited. We already had tech tech issues, so we'll see. Yeah, we're already like 15 minutes into our interview time. Oh my goodness. There must've been a meaning for that, right? A reason for that? Well, actually, you know, the first time, the first time we met was on my podcast. And I remember we had tech issues. We had tech issues that time as well. Like I think somebody got, somebody got knocked off. It's just, it's the usual thing. So. Well, cause they're like, when they come together, they're going to eradicate all the like craziness. So we must try and interrupt them. (laughs) Anyways, um, (laughs) we're here. That's the important part. I'm super excited. Um, long overdue to have you on the show. Um, and we're here to celebrate the launch of your new book, Manifestation Mastery. And before we jump into the book, like I have, because obviously I've worked with you for the past few years um, since really I was on your podcast. And so I've gotten to know you really well over this time and also been witness to just a lot of changes, a lot of expansion, a lot of like, you know, I think you are the perfect example of somebody who shows up to coaching and shows up to your life experience in a really powerful way. And it's no mistake that all of the things in your life evolve at such a you know quick pace because of your ability and willingness to show up. So I'm wondering if we can just talk about like, you know, coming up to launching this book, where you were two years ago, what has evolved for you in this time period and let people get to know you a little bit. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so much to get into. And it's cool because I think you above anybody else probably has gotten to see the scenes like more so and and just my personal shifting and all of my my own fears and everything coming up and what I've moved through because that's something that's really special and not everybody really gets to see what's actually going on behind the scenes and it's funny because in the most recent other podcasts I was I was a guest on some similar themes came up and they were you know what does it actually take to channel this kind of information to to channel a book what does it actually look like to make a lot of the shifts you've made to make your life this way? And my answer in both cases was, was the same. And I was saying, it's honestly, for me, the modality was coaching, but I like, I show up to it and I, I do, I do it. Like I do the stuff I get, I get in the middle of it. You've helped me get into the middle of it and helped kind of push me to get (laughs) to face it head on. And that's really like what it has taken, which I think is, is a really important thing to point out because I mean, you've, you've read the book and this manifestation book, it's not like, you know, write out your affirmations 50 times and light a candle and put it under your pillow. I mean, that can all be great. I'm, I'm into it. You know, I, I literally did that the other day. I'm super into it, but that's not the thing. Like, that's not actually the thing that's, that's going to move the needle. And, you know, for me, like writing this book, activated me in so many ways and, and really pushed me to face a lot of my own wounds and fears uh, in, in really beautiful ways. And it's been such an important growth point. And that's how it all started, right? Like this all started years ago when I didn't see it coming, but you know, I, I could see this being built up my entire life and my struggles with depression and anxiety and, and being suicidal and really being really being in a dark place with my mental health for a long time. And then that manifesting into multiple chronic illnesses and being the mystery case and literally being on my deathbed when I'm 20 years old and everybody else is at college and partying. And I'm like deep in PubMed and doing yoga and meditating and trying to find the meaning of life. Right. And, and I kept getting pushed to my brink of like, there has to be 
there's something else I'm missing. There's something else I'm missing. And that drive to go deeper. And, and I think for me, it was really like, there has to be a purpose to this. Like what, what is the purpose of me being here? Because it can't be to struggle and suffer the, the whole way through. And in fact, the way to, to living in a way where I felt like I was living my purpose every day, living with purpose and just being in that process was, was getting into all of my fears, all of my shadow, all of my doubts, all of my trauma and getting right in the middle of it and breaking apart those energy knots. And through that, learning to feel safe in my body and safe in my current now and being in the present now and just really experiencing that and then letting the universe guide me to the magic. So I don't really know where you, where you want to go from there, but that's, that's kind of like what kind of what pushed me in, in this direction. And I, I was, I've been reflecting on it a lot, how there've been so many things in my life that didn't really make sense as they were happening, but they were all just stepping stones to me, to me getting here. And then that will continue, continue on moving forward. And that's very much what the, what the book is about. You know, when you are clear on your intention, when you're clear on, when you're clear in alignment, it doesn't always make sense how you get there, but somehow you do. And you just kind of follow the signs along the way. And sometimes those, those signs and where you're guided, it's not always comfortable, right? But that's where, where we expand the most. And so for me, I feel like my life is a series of nothing makes sense. And I get pushed to places that are really uncomfortable and I've gotten good at just getting in there. And while, while I'm in there, it's, I'm not comfortable always, and I might not like it, but I, 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 go, I still move forward, right? I still move forward. And I still get into the middle of it. And that's very much like what this, what, what the process was for me with this book as well. Cause it's very vulnerable, as you know, writing a book, sharing a book is very vulnerable. And then for me, a whole other level with it being channeled and, uh, you know, it's, it's just a different experience, but it's been really beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because we've taken, I mean, culture takes in tons of content these days, right? Whether it's online, social media, whatever. And like, it's really easy to take in content and not realize what it takes to produce that, right? Like we do it all the time. We don't even think about it. Even in movies, like you go see actors like bare their soul and you're like, oh, that was so good. But you don't realize like, what did it take for them to be able to share that at that level? And it's the same with writing a book, most vulnerable experience for a myriad of reasons. And it also is such a, a big step forward, right? In so many ways in putting yourself out there. And one of the things that I think is so interesting about your story is like you mentioned the chronic illness and, and things of that nature, and you helped people, other people with chronic illness as well earlier in your career. And around the time that we met, you were feeling kind of complete with that aspect of your journey, right? And, and there was something else that was wanting to be born or come more front and center. It was always there. It was just like a little off to the side. Um, and I think we're at a time right now where we're being asked to, you know, pull like the real us from the, from the side of the room and basically make it front and center. And that's a super vulnerable and scary experience. So can you talk a little bit too, before we get into kind of the nuts and bolts of manifestation, like what that experience was like for you coming out of like, okay, this is who I've created myself to be and publicly created myself to be, but there's this other thing coming in fast and furious, which can be any, you know, for anybody, any of you guys listening, it can be any awakening experience. How did you face that? And how did you kind of move through that transition? Man. Well, you know what? It was, it was in that initial like chronic illness experience that my perspective on life and how I move and how I moved through life changed so dramatically. And up until that point, you know, my, 
it was so in my ego. My whole life was around how, how can I be the highest achiever possible? How can I be the best? How can I be perfect? How can I be my straight A student, do all the extracurriculars, get this perfect job? Like that was what my whole life was about. And when I was at, at that really dark place with my health and like being told by doctors every single day, like you might not make it like your, your organs are shutting down and we can't do anything about it. When you're 20 years old, like that's scary. That's scary. And I, you know, I was (laughs) facing this, holy shit. I have been living my whole life for other people. And I needed, I needed that experience because I committed to myself, like I need to live every single day as it really, as if it's my last people talk about that all the time, but it's very different when you're actually faced with it. And I really have nothing to lose. And I can't believe how much time I've wasted living for other people, deciding for other people, uh, basically making decisions because I think that's what somebody else wants me to do, or I'm looking for validation externally yet. I'm not happy. And so any choice I'm making, that's not really out of my from my own happiness is really just a waste of time, you know, just really put things into perspective. And so after, after that, I just really lived my life differently. And I started to learn as I started kind of going down that like a more spiritual path and started doing energy work. I started to learn that anytime I was betraying myself or not being fully authentic, I got kicked on my ass. So I kept going through these ups and downs with my health, my physical health. And what that was energetically, spiritually, I'm, I'm very stubborn, a very strong mind. And my guides basically, you know, they've told me, they said, the only way you, you'll listen is if it's your physical body, because if I'm straight, if I'm like bedridden, if I can't get out of bed, I mean, I got to make a change. So I started to realize, oh, wow, I have really bad physical symptoms. Like I'm, I'm truly knocked on my butt uh, if I'm living out of alignment. And so it's kind of this, I mean, you, I feel like you've seen this happen. It's, I mean, it's kind of this, <laughs> this funny thing that, that happens spiritually, my higher self, my guides, where I will have very physical symptoms if I'm not doing the thing. Like if I'm not aligned with the mission and I'm getting distracted, mm -mm, then nothing's going to move. So either nothing in my life will move externally. I'll feel like I'm just blocked everywhere or my, or my physical health will take a, uh, like just go downhill and it's all energetic. And so like, I've, I've learned that. And there are many moments still where I don't always want to admit it, but, but I know that pattern. And so when I hit that point where I felt very complete around the nutrition, you know, it, it took me a second to like really bring that to my conscious awareness and really accept it. And, you know, I kind of needed to, to just energetically, emotionally, personally, like close it up and then give myself permission. Like, let's, let's, let's go into it. And once I gave myself permission, like once I let myself realize it, as soon as I let myself realize it consciously, I feel the discomfort in my body and I know what it's from. I have to release it. It's simply just too uncomfortable to keep it there. Once, once I'm conscious of what it is. So I, I kind of made a drastic pivot and I went more into business and I did the same thing about a year later when I went more into spirituality. And both of those times to people around me, it seemed so drastic. It seemed so, so ridiculous. And you just built this whole thing and it's so successful and there's nothing wrong. Why are you making another pivot? And it wasn't drastic to me. It was like a, it was a natural progression, but it's, it's, I'm not, you know, making these decisions about my business because I think that's what I need to do for my business. I'm making these decisions because spirit is guiding me there. And what seems like the logical next step to you is actually not the next step because it's all on like a, a larger path that my higher self knows. And I'm just following that. So it's okay that, that you <laughs> can't see it. I know that energetically it is, it is 
the right next step. Um, and so for me, every single time I've gone through that, it has been an ego death for sure. And a, a check for myself of, oh, where did I, you know, attach myself to this, this identity or what about this is making me feel really good. Why am I attached to this? Why am I afraid of letting it go? And really being honest with myself in those places and learning a lot about myself along the way. And, you know, where am I still in people pleasing tendencies and, and where am I, um, you know, saying yes to everybody else, but not myself and, and just really looking at those places and, and checking myself, you know? And so with every ego death there, it was really like a death process, but then allowing myself to really be reborn and kind of like rise from the ashes and this new version of me coming forward. And I feel like that's very much my energy uh, as a whole, my whole life. It's just been a lot of like very distinct, different versions of me. It's funny. My friends, a couple of weeks ago, we came over and they're like, let's write out all of the different versions of Christina. Like they, there's like a distinct, there's like a distinct, like, like 20 chapters, you know? Um, yeah. but that's just very much been, been my life. And I also know that that's an important part of my mission in sharing that with other people and being an example of how that's not only okay, but it's also, like great and just allowing, like give being an example of allowing yourself to be whatever version of, of you is most authentic, even if it doesn't make sense to other people. And even if it's not who you were yesterday, because we're always shifting and changing. And I think the thing that, that blocks us so often is just, can, can we give ourselves permission to see that and to let ourselves be who we really want to be? Yeah. And you bring up a point because everything with healing, you know, we've talked a lot about this um, over the couple of years, but everything with healing, it's not linear, right? So it doesn't really make sense. It's like, oh, we need to shift this over here in this relationship because that's going to affect your business, right? So you would never just naturally go there in your head because it doesn't make linear logical sense. And, and it's the same way with what you're describing with building your business and your life. You have to be willing for people to not get it. And you have to be willing for it not to make linear logical sense, which the majority of people are operating on that plane, right? That's their dominant plane of like thought and perception. Um, and so it's cool to look over your life and ask yourself, like, where are you in the process of really doing you in the world? And what is actually holding you back from that? Because there's no way it's anything else other than what we're talking about. Like that's really at the root of all of it. And you're a perfect example of being able to pivot and like know and feel connected enough to your guidance that it's okay. Even if other people don't understand, even if people are like, well, this might not be the best choice for your business or your life or whatever. And you're like, no, but this is exactly the path that gets me where I'm supposed to go, which, and if I don't do that, my body's going to talk to me. It's going to talk to me. And something else, like a question that I reflect on often when I know what, what my soul is guiding me toward, but maybe my ego is saying something else. And I'm aware of that. And sometimes it just takes me a second to just like sit with it and say, okay, yes, soul. But I'm aware, I'm aware, right? But I ask myself like, what what choice am I willing to take responsibility for? And that's a really powerful question for me. And, you know, this has come up for me with relationships, with with business, where I ask myself, you know, you can use a business pivot as an example when I'm sitting there and I'm like, I've just built this, this very successful thing, uh, based on nutrition or based on business coaching, whatever it is. And now I just, I want to tear it all down and build something else. What am I willing to take responsibility for? And to me, 
I am not willing to take responsibility for, I'm going to stay where I'm at and always wonder if something better was on the other side. Like for me, that would just feel too painful. Like I just, I just, I'm not here to do that. Right. But I am willing to take responsibility for making a leap and seeing if it works out. And I'm willing to take responsibility for it, even if it doesn't, like, I am willing to take responsibility for that. Uh, but I, I have to think about, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm the one responsible for my choices and I'm the one that's, that's going to live with that in this experience. And I'm the one that knows how it feels in my body. You know, I think another side, like I, from a human design perspective, being a sacred responder, like my body is talking so loudly and if anybody listening is a sacred responder, like, you know, the level of intense discomfort, if you are living in a no, like if I'm living in a no, I'm just so uncomfortable all the time. And maybe somebody outside doesn't know what that feels like in my body. Uh, but it's too uncomfortable. And I just, I'm not here to live in that state of discomfort and unhappiness. (laughs) So I'm not willing to take responsibility for that. But that question has been really um, really important for me. And I think is an important question just at this time on the planet as people are making big decisions. And at the end of the day, like you, you have to be willing to take responsibility for your own decisions. Nobody else is going to have to live with that in five years. Right. So for me, I'm willing to take the leaps for the chance that it's going to be better on the other side, because I know it's not really a leap. It's not really a chance when my soul is guiding me there. That's the answer. There's a reason why I'm being taken there because it's better than what I could have planned for. It's better than what what I could have imagined. So I've learned to listen to that. And it it doesn't really feel like a leap of faith because it's, it's the most sure thing I know is my higher self. Mm, So beautiful. So let's talk about this book process. You decide, okay, I think I'm going to write a book, but what, how is the process a little bit different for channeled text? Like, Mm -hmm. is there a waiting period of like, okay, or is it like, Hey, you wake up one day and they're like, you're going to write a book. So how'd that happen for you? Yeah. Well, I didn't decide. (laughs) I certainly didn't decide. So when I was really there was, there was a period when my, like the trance channeling was coming in really strongly. And I was just like really deep in that. And this is when my business out more outward facing was more business coaching oriented, but I was just like deep in all of the trance channeling and really exploring that. And so much information was coming through. It was actually such a fun time in my life. And during that time I was receiving a lot of information, mostly at first around me and my life and things that I needed to get done in this incarnation and and the mission and what that was going to look like. And one of the things that came through were three books specifically that were going to be channeled through me. Um, one about manifestation, one about relationships and love, and then one about health and healing. And they told me, you know, these books are going to come through. We'll let you know when just be ready. And I'm thinking, cool. Right. So that that was like, it was funny because I was actually looking at Um, that message from a long time ago. It's just like blast from the past. But so they told me that. And then it was probably about a year later. It was January, 2020, when uh, the guide said, okay, set aside a weekend in April and a weekend in May, and we'll, we'll get the first book done. Great. Cool. So I say, I, I I booked an Airbnb one weekend in April and one weekend in May. I'm like, all right, like, let's do this. So Um, you know, I show up and it was, it was such a beautiful experience, you know, just like me and my own, like kind of hermit cave. And I would go into channel and it's, it's similar to like when I trance channel and they speak through me, except it's not my voice this time. It's just my hands are flying across the keyboard. So they're basically using my hands. And my experience during that time is 
I'm seeing visuals um, up in whatever dimension I'm in, right? So I'm up, up in whatever dimension, I'm getting like a visual representation of what's going on, but I don't know exactly what's being said. So it was a very different experience for me when I went back and, and read it later. So I would just, you know, go into trance, uh, write for a couple of hours and then take a break. Uh, and then later have, have another one to three hour session. It was, it was honestly pretty relaxed, but, you know, during that experience, it's, it's like, you know, it's very strong, you know, a very strong current of energy <laughs> flowing through me. So it's pretty exhausting. Um, and so I, I did that over two weekends and the book probably took me like maybe two and a half, three days of concentrated writing time total. And there hit a point that second weekend that I had booked, uh, that May where I, I really only wrote for half a day and then they go, okay, we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> All right, we're done. So that, that was kind of what, what the writing was like. And then I, as you know, I sat on it for a second before I reread it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super, super, like, I can't even describe the vulnerability and like, to some degree, it doesn't always make like, again, logical, linear sense. Like you could say to somebody like, yeah, I just need some time with this, right? I just need to be with this. I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm not ready to put this out. I'm not ready to do this. But like, people can't really understand that unless they've had that experience. But that's also how we know that information is really powerful and potent. It's either very personal or very high vibrational, like that type of thing. And, and it's allowing that information to come forward, right? So that it can impact other people's lives. And it's a big, deep breath you take before that. And so it's interesting because as you were sharing the timeline, also too, like, that they're preparing you, like you, this writing is preparing other people, right? For the perspective shift and the consciousness and the raising the frequency that's necessary on the planet. But like, they didn't just say, we're writing a book, get a place tomorrow, right? Because there's a preparation for you as well to allow this to come through. And I think one of these messages I'm getting all the time now is about mastery. Like, it's like a lost art, right? Everyone wants everything tomorrow. And yet, really all the things that we learn and we become excited about, we want to let them land and like drop in and integrate and get to a place of mastery. And that takes, you know, intention and time and being with it. And so, you know, for anybody that's feeling like they're rushing through their life or rushing to get somewhere, right? <laughs> somewhere, like there's anywhere to get. Um, it's just taking that moment to take a deep breath and say, oh, but I'm on the path. I'm on the path of mastery. And that's what you, uh, you know, I've been witnessing kind of behind the scenes here, you allowing the energy to integrate, to like new things come through, you to be with it, right? And it's it's really been beautiful. I love when people know how to take a good pause to, to work through whatever they need to work through individually. We're all humans. We're all having human experience to really be able to bring forth their work. So it's been awesome. And you talk about in the book, so this is channeled from the monarch being, and I know you obviously channel many different beings, um, but why the monarch being and why, you know, why were they the ones to bring this book through and not, you know, not another being? So uh, when I started working with them, you know, up until that point, I had been channeling, um, you know, Isis, Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, Sanat Kumara, um, Melchizedek, some different Pleiadians. So I've been kind of working with the Ascended Master kind of realm um, and, and that level of frequency. And when the monarch being came in, 
it, I mean, it was a very distinct, like from the beginning, you know, anybody who intuits in any way, and if you connect with particular entities, you know, you get to know the vibration. It's like, oh, I know the smell of cookies. Like I know, oh, those are chocolate chip. Like, oh, those are oatmeal. Like I know. Right. And, and when I first connected with the monarch being, it was just, it was so high frequency. Like it, it almost, I was like, holy shit. Like that is truth. Like I've never felt truth like that before. And it was very different because even, you know, if I'm channeling an ascended master, there's still a level of, um, a stronger level of personality that comes through and perspective, which is part of why I like to, you know, I will bring questions to the council and ask the different beings and they kind of will have different ways of sharing things or explaining things. And with the monarch being, it very much felt like this is divine feminine energy stream vortex and then divine masculine energy stream vortex without our particular like personality or, without having been through the human incarnation experience, it just felt like everything. To me, the way I describe it is this energy is as close as, is as close to just straight source. Um, like as, as I had touched with, which in terms of like streaming, er, in terms of source energy streaming, this is kind of hard to articulate, but maybe you get this. There has to be some type of level of, I don't want to use the word separation, but, but something a little bit separate for it to even come through as a, as a, as a consciousness. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and so to me, the monarch being was like the representation of, of source kind of, um, but like one, one micro unit down, if that, if that makes any sense, because we're really, it's a very potent divine feminine, divine masculine, and what that looks like in balance, which is very much, you know, what the information is that needs to come through at this time. And so for me, like the, really the portals that I'm channeling from haven't been brought through much, you know, so there's been a lot of, of channeled work that's come through that have all been coming through, I'll say like different portals at a particular time for a particular reason that was needed at that time. And now that the frequency of the planet has shifted, the information that we're accessing is sort of from a different place at a different frequency. And what is really potent right now, what is really important right now is really we're witnessing this divine feminine energy rising. And in addition to that, like with that, we have to create space for the divine masculine to hold the container. And so we're really witnessing uh, that level of consciousness come, come to the surface. That's very much what the monarch being represents. And with that, realizing that, you know, they describe themselves as when I was first like asking, you know, questions, they said, we are everywhere. We are within you. We are of you. We are around you or we are w- around you all the time. And to me, how it feels, it's like this, um, it's like a cloud of like, like this cozy stream of energy. That's literally all around me, covering me all the time. And I'm encompassed with it. And I see them in the trees. I see them in the grass. I see them in the butterflies around me. I see them in the people around me. Like they're all that they're really within all of us. Um, and so it is, you know, what, would it look like for an entity to represent the divine feminine and divine masculine in balance within each of us and all around us. And that's really the consciousness that's, that's coming through. It's so beautiful. And you bring up a great point because our tendency in this linear 3D plane is let's say you're over here at, there's a scale of zero to hundred and you're over here at zero and you're like, I can't be at zero anymore. And so you swing all the way over to a hundred, right. And eradicate zero because zero, ugh, who wants zero. Then you're over here at hundred and then you're like, 
oh, wait a second, I missed some zero. Like maybe I need some zero. Then you're like toggling back and forth and back and forth, right? So with the rise of the divine feminine, it's like, it's not eradicating the divine masculine, right? Like, oh, the rise of the feminine, we should just, you know, the masculines had their time for so long. It's like, I think we don't even have context sometimes for how to come into a balanced state of being. Like that hasn't been something that I feel is like been on the planet historically in a very big way. It's been a lot of swinging to extremes and trying to find balance. Like the people understand the concept around the linear concept around balance, but, but mastering that has been something that has felt, I think, out of reach for our collective for a long time, which is changing now. Totally. And, oh man, I have so much to say about this. This has been something they've been talking about a lot with me recently, as I've had a lot of, a lot of men, you know, coming to me. And the thing is that, you know, divine masculine, divine feminine, we all have these energies within us. It's not about sex or gender or anything there. It's, it's all of us balancing these within ourselves. Um, and the thing is that I feel like in a lot of the languaging, like we forget the divine masculine and really what's happened is it was, I'll say wounded masculine energy that was kind of just leading the way. And that's how we got into all of this heavy stuff. And, if we want the divine feminine to rise, right? With that, it is the divine masculine. And that's being that's being left out of the conversation. And what's happened is in some of these conversations around divine feminine, it's like, where is the the space for the for divine masculine to hold the container? Because they that also needs to hold the container, right? So I think it's just really important. Uh it's kind of it reminds me of just, you know, the conversations around the feminist movement and like how much of that was rooted in anger. Right. And so what we're creating this movement off of this frequency that isn't even where we want to go. Right. And that goes back to what they talk about in the book with foundational frequency. And that is something that just that simple like term and concept completely changed my life. Um, when, when they were sharing, sharing that with me, because it gave a, a phrase to something like that, that is so important and that I'm really conscious of with everything that I'm building and creating now, as you've seen, like even with this book, right, we've talked about, you know, making sure that the energy of, of everything that goes into this book and everything that touches it is, is in alignment with the foundational frequency that, that I am wanting this book to be rooted in, you know, and I don't, I don't really want any energies that aren't in alignment with, with that with that love touching it, you know? And so what really is the energy from which we are moving forward, from which we are building? And I think right now, as we talk about shifting consciousness and I, and I see this a lot in the spiritual space and I'm just, you know, kind of watching everybody's on their own path and it's all serving a purpose, right? These are contracts that people are, people are filling um, and things have to be said for us to realize this. But when we're sitting there shaming people for their decisions or we're sitting, or we're, we're sitting there and we are, um, you know, saying, oh, this is, we're being conscious and, and <laughs> like being mean to people, or we're trying to build this conscious movement from a place of anger. We're not doing it. We're just repeating the same pattern in a different way, you know? And so at what point are we really going to look at ourselves and, and ask, you know, what would it look like for us to really rebuild and create, we say we're creating the new earth, but are we really, if it's not actually coming from a place of love and harmony and compassion, you know, and what would it really look like for us to, as humans, see each other from that place, from the place of, of real compassion and really, I see you and me and, and vice versa. And, and that, that's a powerful question to sit in. Totally. And this goes back to mastery. Like what I was saying about mastery, because 
like you can paint anything over, let's say a, a 2D object, like a triangle, right? You can color that red or blue or green. You can paint anything over that. When you start to get a three, you know, a three-dimensional like shape, right? It has more to it. You can look inside of it. There's more dimension and depth. And this is where we're going, where we start to see human beings as like more than just the surface, right? Just what you can paint on top. And it becomes so important that we aren't just painting, let's say, spirituality on top and then having all the other mucky muck, right, that, that we have from lineage, from life experience, from trauma, from all the things that you were discussing at the beginning, um, under the surface, driving the spirituality, right? Like the reason it's like pushing that forward, but from that place, like you're saying, of anger, or from that place of woundedness or trauma or whatever. And so we have to, you know, I mean, sacred geometry, right, is like, is such a, such an important thing to like look into from this standpoint of understanding that we are so multidimensional and that there's so much like mastery of ourself that's important you talk about this in the book which is awesome like not just about writing down hey here are my 50 intentions but like the work that that you need to do inside of yourself like this is what I was taking from the book and then I'll let you share about it but like that manifestation isn't a sparkly term that we paint on the top of something, that it is really like a byproduct of what we're talking about here, which is that inner, right, dimensional work that happens, that clearing of the space where you then connect to the frequency where manifestation like just is, right? It just flows, it just happens. And you talk about something like, I think it's energetic resilience. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was great. Can you share what that is? Yeah, they they shared a lot of fun terms, uh, foundational frequency, energetic resilience, energetic flexibility. Uh, so with the energetic resilience, you know, I think a lot of people are experiencing this right now, like we're really being tested in this. And the idea is how how firmly can you hold the frequency, right? So if you are off at a nice cabin, just just vibing out and you're feeling so high vibe and you're in nature and feeling so good. And there's no one around you. You're not really paying attention to any content. You know, you feel so good and just at peace with yourself and like, so in flow. I know what I, I know what I want to do. I'm, I'm just loving life. Right. And then I go back home and suddenly I have, you know, my mom yelling at me and this person needing this from me. And then I go to work and this person's gossiping over here. Do I bring my vibration down to that level and meet them there? Or do I hold the frequency, right? And so when you develop the muscle of energetic resilience, because they describe it as a muscle, the way this works is I become so strong in holding my vibration that I could put, I could put myself in a low frequency situation and I hold the frequency. And now I create the space for other people to, to rise up to me rather than going and meeting them down there. You know, and it's funny because as I'm describing this, I'm thinking about actually something that we talked about early on when I started working with you in my relationship, where what I realized, what you, what you were reflecting to me was in conversation, I was getting frustrated that somebody wasn't meeting me at a certain place in conversation. I want, uh, wanted a certain level of conversation. And I was like, I don't know if this person can meet me there. And you said, well, you have to set the frequency for it and hold it there and give, give this person opportunity to, to get there. And that's exactly what it is. Right. But the resilience piece is can I hold it in every single situation? And the problem is, you know, it goes back to, you know, what really is spirituality and what does this mean? And what does it mean to be high frequency? Are you only high frequency when you're around high frequency per people? 
<laughs> or mm. when you go into a room where there is drama and gossiping and people not being nice, do, do you hold, do you hold that vibration or do you dip down to their level? Right. Yeah. And this comes up with people. A lot of people right now, like, are, are we speaking our truth? Right. Or are we holding that light or are we being quiet? Are we letting ourselves be silenced? Right. Are we adjusting ourselves to make other people more comfortable? Right. When I go home for Thanksgiving and somebody's bringing up a conversation about the, you know, what am I holding my frequency or am I, you know, just kind of making small comments to make them seem like, oh, everything's fine and dandy. Cause I don't want to get into that conversation. Right. Am I, when somebody comes to me, oh, did you hear that so-and-so is doing this? Am I engaging in that? Am I dropping down to that frequency? Or am I saying, you know what? I'm really just not available for, for talking negatively about somebody. Like let's talk about something else. Right. Like how am I choosing to respond? And so the way they describe building this muscle is giving yourself space to really just be within your own energy and giving yourself space, to just really clear off other people's projections and judgments and their desires. And, and there's something to, to this physically, right. And most people don't realize that when you're around people all the time, which nowadays, you know, technologically, we can be around people all the time. You're never really alone. So what would it be to really, really be alone and give yourself space to really just kind of clear off that energy and, and notice how do I feel? And what I will tell you is I've done this many times in my life where I will go away for like a week and I don't have any technology. I'm by myself. I'm literally just like by the beach at a condo, literally not doing anything except being sleeping and just sitting there. And if I, for me have experienced many times, Oh, it takes me like three or four days to feel like I got everybody else's energy off of me. It literally takes a number of days. Right. So really think about that. Have you ever really, really been alone? And there was a, there's a switching point after three or four days where I realized, wait, I don't even feel that way. Wait, I don't even want that. Wait, <laughs> you know, all of this stuff that I thought was mine, wasn't really mine. And I just needed the space to, to see and to really feel into my own energy field. So spending time by yourself, giving yourself a blank slate. It's like an elimination diet essentially. Right. And then really getting to know yourself and your desires, your wants, what makes you feel good, really, really getting in tune with your frequency and, and spending that time keeping it high and releasing all of the things that, that are lowering it. Right. So building that strength in your vibration, and then you start to kind of dip into the lower frequencies. Okay. So I'm going to go to this, like one lunch with three friends and let's just see how, how it goes. Right. And then you, you come back from that lunch. And first of all, you evaluate, how did I show up there? Did, did I hold that super high vibe state? Or was I getting, getting in there a little bit with any of their, their gossip, but then also how do I feel after? Do I, do, do I feel really yucky? Do I feel like that affected me? Do I feel like I'm talking negatively about myself somehow where I, where I wasn't before, right? That's a really common one. A lot of people's negative self-talk is just who they're around right? If you hear other people around you talking negatively to themselves or about other people, you're going to start doing that to yourself often. So just noticing how did that affect me and how it affected me, then you, then you take that time to, again, clear that energy, work on yourself, bring your vibration back up. And then you kind of, you go, you go back into it and you get to a place where you're so energetically resilient that being in a low frequency place doesn't phase you. And it doesn't affect your vibration and you leave and you're still feeling high vibe and you didn't pick up any of their low frequencies. Uh, you know, anything you did, you can quickly clear wipe away. And that is how you build the muscle of energetic resilience. So it really is like building any muscle, right? You, you lift weights and then you rest and you let your muscles build and recover. And then you go back and you, you try and lift heavier. And it's the same thing with energetic resilience.
Yeah. And you know, with books like this, like with channel text, it's really about, and you talk about this too, the energy behind the words. So again, we get really tied into words in this linear three-dimensional reality, but there's an energy behind channeled text. And so it's so valuable to take in this information, whether it's, you know, auditorily audiobook or reading the book and to read it again and again and again, because you're going to find different things in channel text. It's like every word has like a whole different cavern of like meaning and energy and all of these things. And if you take the time to do it, like, you know, let's say once a month or something like returning to the text, reading it again, like that's just going to raise your frequency. That's going to have you connect to other perspectives. And that's why I love channel text. I think it's a beautiful gift to humanity because I mean, people sometimes go, well, I don't know if I understand all the concepts or I don't know if I understand the words, you know, that type of thing, but it's not about that. And I think the more we connect with things where it's not about the linear, it's about something deeper. Then we get used to being able to connect to things like that, right? Like the energy behind things. We let go of that really strong sense that we have as a human to just connect on a linear level and you start to be able to access different things. And so, so what, I know you received so much information. What, um, what were you left with at the end of channeling this book and how did it make you feel about where we're headed collectively? Where did this leave me? <laughs> oh man. I felt like, I mean, every time I've read it back, I get some, I get something different out of it. And it honestly took me a couple of times of reading it to realize oh, wow, this whole thing feels like a giant subtweet at me about just like this experience I'm at with, with my mission. And I think one of the big things was, you, you know, not, not judging, not judging the next step and not judging the next step and really like, where, where am I settling in, in any little place? Because that is communicating to the universe that that that's what I think I deserve. Right. And really this, I mean, these are concepts that, that I knew, but I think it just hit different where I was, you know, really thinking about, okay, really integrating, like I'm always communicating with the universe and all of these places that I feel like are neutral in my life are actually me settling. Mm, interesting. And that, that was a really eye-opening moment for me. And I feel like as things shifted in my business over the last year, things kind of sped up in certain ways where I wasn't as, I wasn't being as aware of the places where I was just being in this neutral energy. And as I reflected on that, I thought, wow, I'm actually settling for neutral when I want 100% love abundance. This is the best thing ever. Like, am I a full body? Hell yes. For every part of my life. And I realized there were all these places that were just neutral. And that was taking up space for what was a full body hell yes to come into my life. And I made a lot of big decisions uh, kind of after, after I read the book that round where I had that realization where I released a lot of neutrals, where I released a lot of 95% because I realized, I mean, I'm creating this reality. And so do I want to create one where it's all 95% or do I want to create one where it's all 111%? I'm all, I'm about 111% minimum. Right. So that was one of the big things that stood out, stood out to me. It was just really, really on another level being 
very cautious of everything that's in my field, right? If I'm crafting this reality, if I'm crafting, you know, the frequency of what I'm attracting in and in my field, like what is in my field? And I, and I have to take responsibility for anybody that I let in, any content I let in, you know, anything that I'm thinking or saying, all of my actions, those are all messages. I'm communicating with the universe all the time and saying what, what I believe I'm worthy of and what I'm deserving of. And I very much believe I and everybody else, like I am worthy and deserving of an extraordinary life. And I have this like hunger in me. Like I have this hunger and this fire of like, I, I want this extraordinary epic, like next level life. Like let's move beyond the physical. Like let's really move beyond 5d. Like, like let's, let's change some things up. Um, and I want to do it in big ways. And for me to live that kind of life, I have to make decisions that are of that frequency, right? So I have to make decisions that are going to be shocking, that are going to be triggering, that are going to feel like big leaps of faith, but that is how I get to that really next level good stuff, you know? So I have to really, really go into the unknown to find what I'm seeking because what I'm seeking isn't even here. I'm creating something that is bigger than what's what's here. I'm I'm creating something and wanting to attract in something that is better than I could even dream of, right? But I have to take responsibility for is my field in alignment with that. And so that's like some some big energy that for me personally I get really excited about and just really called me up to what what am I allowing it, what and who am I allowing in, in my field and are the decisions that I'm making in alignment with me already being my next level self, or am I making decisions that are really saying, Oh, I'll get there someday. Right. Because for me, pulling the someday into the now, it's all about the decisions I'm making and who I'm showing up as in terms of how it left me feeling with where humanity is going. Um, I feel really, really excited. I feel really excited to, to be honest. I feel that there will be a very distinct cutoff where people who are stuck in the 3D stuff are are just going to be stuck in the 3D stuff. But meanwhile, people who are choosing to like get in this yummy energy field bubble, like I just feel like it's it's gonna be great. <laughs> and there's so much that we can create really quickly once we really start understanding how energy works. And I feel like the more people start to learn about I'll say quantum physics, but in a way that's very digestible and actually like applicable, mm -hmm. which I feel like this book is a great example of like it's channeled text, but I think it's much more digestible than, than a lot of channeled texts. It's not a hard read. Um, you know, it's very visual with, with a lot of analogies. So I feel like it's very accessible, which is why I got so excited about the book because I'm like, this could reach a lot of people, a lot of people who wouldn't otherwise read a channel text, who wouldn't otherwise connect with manifestation. Like, I think it can reach a lot of people and teach them, teach them how, how energy works. And when we start to realize how energy works now, suddenly we realize, Oh wait, I'm not chained into the matrix. Oh wait, all of these conditions that somebody else put on me, I, I don't have to live in a in accordance with that. You know, I can really start to peel apart. What are the illusions? And when we, when we start to peel apart the illusions that we're living in, uh, now we start to find freedom. Right. And for me, like, I want to live in a world where people understand how energy flows and people see that there's an abundance available to everybody and we don't have to be in greed and we don't have to be fighting and we don't have to be angry at each other. Like we can really be compassionate. We can really be collaborative and we can create this together. And I think that when people really understand the connection between them and everyone else, now suddenly it's, oh, it's not me against you. It's, it's us together. 
and we can work together and actually unify our energy and unify our energy in a really strong foundational frequency of love and create something really amazing. And it feels like, you know, there's a time period as people start to uh, get that information and start to practice it in their own lives. And suddenly there's this like leaping point of, oh, wow, if we actually use this on a larger scale, what can we create? And that's something that the guides talk to me about a lot is, you know, at the beginning, we just inch it in with how does this apply to your own life, right? You want money, you want love, you want great. And we can show you how to create that in a really loving way where it's effortless, but then let's, let's zoom out and let's think bigger, right? Let's think bigger. How many people think, how many people have these thoughts of, oh, my choice, my action can't create world peace or world harmony. What am I going to do? It's just, it's just one vote. It's just one choice. No, when we all have access to this information, (laughs) right? And you actually manifest on a large scale from a unified perspective, we can shift the planet so quickly. And so much is up in the air about how quickly all of this changes. It, It could be in three years, it could be in 10, it could be in 70, you know, but how quickly it shifts, it depends on us working together. And I've seen that in my own life. You know, when we talk about timelines, people are like, can you speed things up? I believe absolutely there are certain things you can speed up. There are other things that I, I don't think so, but there are many timelines that you can't, you can speed up when you understand how energy works. And for me, the way I speed up manifestations is I'm very quick to cut things, <laughs> you know, so the faster I am at, at cutting that out, the faster I am at making space, right. And thinking bigger, thinking bigger, the sooner it comes in for me. Right. And so I think step one is how do we implement this on an individual level? But then when we get to, Oh, how do we actually utilize this and manifest as a group for something really, really magical? That is when things will change really quickly. Mm, So beautiful. You got to release to raise your frequency. You don't get out of the journey without some releasing. That's Um, the main part. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. Um, And so the key is to get comfortable with that. Like you're saying, you know, like you have gotten, it's like, okay, I'm not going to be able to, to just ignore this. I'm not going to be able to change my life or grow or expand without releasing things and cutting things, like you said. Um, so let's get comfortable with that. Let's get comfortable with that reality that that's how growth happens. And it's a beautiful thing. The book is Manifest Manifestation Mastery by the beautiful Christina Rice. Thank you for coming on the show. It's amazing. Thank you for writing it, for doing your journey, taking your beautiful path to be able to receive this information and share it with other people. It's awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for supporting me through all of it. Honestly, I <laughs> this probably wouldn't have been birthed without your support um, because you've been just like the most important person to me in the last few years. And yeah, it's, it's wild. You came into my life for a reason. So I'm grateful to the universe for that. Aw, thank you. I love you, girl. (laughs) I love you so much. Okay. Bye. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the soul frequency show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the soul frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes.